0: Someone wrote, why wasn't Juice closer with Opie and Jax? They were all around the same age. Why he wasn't as close was Clay became that de facto father figure for him.
1: Don't you know that the music should be solemn?
0: This is Theo Rossi. This is Theory. theory, theory. Hold on. I feel like I just saw you yesterday. <laughs> well,
1: you, you didn't, but we are. I love it when the little record button comes on. It means that you still know what you're doing without your engineers and your, your oh. producers in your ears. You are Malcolm X'd out on your hoodie today, and I love that so Ali, much. Ali. Oh, God, I got my Harley Davidson yeah. on. I mean, We got our hoodie. We don't call yeah. each other. We don't nope. say, Theo, what are you wearing? Agent nope. 64 doesn't roll like that. 644, nope. man. I'm on my own, you know, thing here. Hi. Hey,
0: what's Theo, up?
1: you know what's up, buddy? We're preempting this week because first time out? I'm out. I'm out. I, I'm, out. I'm, I'm, on, I'm on a plane in, a, in, a, in like a military second here, and I could be in a bathroom by the time Wednesday morning comes. So we're doing it now. Right. Isn't that the idea?
0: Yeah. And and when you and I were just having our conversation before, this is the first time we're ever preempting and we had to figure out when this was coming out. It's actually coming out. If I'm correct here, and please tell me if I'm wrong, it'll be the day after the U.S. election has taken correct. place. So November the, the next- 4th,
1: that's when that's right. The Wednesday after the Tuesday that we vote. That's correct. Got it.
0: OK, so which means you and I at this current moment when people are watching this, it, will be like oh i wonder what they're going to say or i wonder what they think you know th- the world has whatever this big monumental event has taken place we don't know anything because this is early
1: we don't know anything we don't right? but i but i have a surprise for our our family i have a big surprise that the next week we're going to know we're going to know we're going to know about kindness we're going to know about the way America wants to go for the next four years, we're going to know a lot of things. It still might be kind of confusing with all the mail-in ballots, which everyone, and you and I say this constantly, the vote, vote.
0: Yeah. So all, it's vote. your biggest power is your vote in anything, by the way, not just like elections, like let your voice be heard in anything. Oof. Like you in, got it, any, son. You like got in it? anything. I mean, in anything, you in your work, in your family, in your relationship. Like if you don't say how you feel, To me, voting is just another way to say how you feel. Now, I don't, I'm not one of those people that's going to tell people, go vote, go vote, go vote. I'm just going to, I'm just going to explain to you maybe why someone like me votes. The same, the reason someone like me votes is the same reason I speak up for myself because I am not going to ever be one of these people that complains about anything and doesn't at least say that I have, like I've made an effort to change it right because it's like one of those people you know who just complains 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 but i'm like what have you done about it so voting is just a way for you to try to put your voice into something and influence something in one small way but but small could become big very fast is that this is what you hope the world that you live in looks like um politics is just one thing i encourage you to vote or let your voice be heard in everything you do in life Because that's part of it. So again, this is preempted. If you're wondering why certain things aren't being discussed or that's just not really who we are to begin with, uh, this is surely not a political show by any means, um, is uh, the world's different one way or another. And uh, and I just hope, and you and I have pushed this, that kindness wins out.
1: Virtue wins out.
0: Yeah. Because our leaders in this world, whether it be a boss of a company, whether it be someone who's on television and film that people watch, when you've put yourself in a position where you have a voice, whether that be in your own household, as a parent, as, as as, as a leader to your friends, if you lead with kindness and you're a good person, a good person, that's all that matters. That's the building block of it all. So, That's what I expect from my leaders. And I think that's what I expect. I expect, I'm not saying you're going to be perfect. I'm not saying I'm going to agree on tax plans. I'm not saying I'm going to agree with, with things you did 20 years ago. I'm not saying I'm going to agree with whatever. But are you a good person? That's all I care about. And you can tell fucking right away when you meet someone or you see them on TV because you can only fake the funk for so long. Here's the truth. You and I are exactly who we say we are. This is it. am I perfect by no means ask my wife she'll tell you a million, a million reasons I have why. I have we yeah, talk every day you know yeah. I tell Die Di yeah. still texts yeah. me Di, says Di get Kim out. Of every
1: here. Day. yeah get get Kim
0: yeah. up please get him a job right get him out because he's <laughs> horrible but <laughs> the truth is you and I are trying every day to be good people to be examples to do what we're doing so the truth is at least I can say that and that's what makes me rest easy at night so we are preempting it's our first time ever um I do feel like I just saw you Uh, and, and, uh, and next time, I don't know what our sets are going to look like next time when we're doing this, which will be the week after whatever this is.
1: That's correct. It will be the week after November the 4th. And, and we'll, we'll have known what's gone on with the U S election by then. And we'll have other things to talk about for sure. But I, I got to tell you, I don't know where I'm going to be, Theo. I could be in a bathroom. I could be in an airplane. I could be outside in the freezing tundra of Canada. Yeah. I'm going east again, baby. I'm going east to do my next gig. So who knows? But I'll tell you something right now. These podcasts, these reviews are nuts up here in Canada. They're, no, they're nuts. And I could probably have a little stand outside with my little Agent 644, or a little phone in front of me. You're going to have pe- the shirt
0: on next and time. Pe- oh, yeah. What's going on? So uh, we talked about it last week. By next episode, after this one, w- you and I should be wearing the apparel, this is what I'm told, that will be coming up for limited distribution. So well, we're
1: going to share, share some shirts with the world. Correct. But we'll be wearing them Holy, first. Yes, we should.
0: Yeah. Th- does that mean you don't have to show my face? You can just show my t-shirt? I don't know. It gets risky if we go. Do I have to wear shorts? Yeah, that's. I don't know what you're doing under that sweatshirt. (laughs) I don't know what happens. (laughs) I never know. It's how I I see half a painting. I see a piece of
1: you. Yeah, you do not want to look down right now. No, you could be completely naked. You could be completely naked. Remember that when Brando used to do that in his movies, he would just put the top on. and He would be shown with a photographer. Later, he just had underwear, no socks. Tell him why he did that. I I have no idea why. Okay, I do. Tell Tell me. Okay.
0: So Brando, Marlon Brando, whoever's listening to this, we gained a significant amount of weight. We all know this. Probably in my eyes, one of the most handsome men when he was killing it on on the waterfront, Yeah, like just had everything you want as an actor. They say there's like, uh, I I wrote it down somewhere, but there's a couple of things you want as an actor. You and I have talked about it to be able to be sensitive yet, yet have that edge. Right. And he had, and humor and also he, yeah, had, it and he had it all passion. He had it all. And when he was younger, he was the definition that a lot of actors, uh, based their craft on who were yeah. coming up him, Monty yeah. cliff, you know, a yeah. lot of guys who were changing the game,
1: James Dean. They all, they all wanted to be like, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, and he gained a significant amount of weight Brando. So even though he was, Looney Tunes and crazy and whatever. He still had an ego, and he would say, "I'm only gonna wear the shirt and no pants and walk around in his tidy whities because I'm gonna force you to
1: only shoot to film me. me from here." Correct.
0: <laughs> You're gonna shoot me. The lowest you can go is a cowboy shot, which is waist <laughs> waist to head. Anything else, he would even leave the buttons lower, unbuttoned. Yeah, so you no, shoot no from no, bum shots. Yeah, yeah. So you can only see his face. You couldn't see that he'd gained 300 and something pounds, and he would walk around the set with his underwear on. Yeah, that's Marlon.
1: Those, are the Those, are the days, Those were the days. Those were the days, eh, Theo? Perlman worked with
0: him. Perlman worked with
1: him. He sure did. It's pretty uh, amazing. Doc, Dr. Moreau, Dr. the island Murray. of Dr. Moreau. Yeah, I was up for that. I didn't get it. I was up for a crazy son of Marlins. I thought this would just be heaven for me, but no, it didn't work out. But Marlon wow. but yeah, Ronnie worked with him.
0: Wait, if you were up for that, was that kind of in the beginning?
1: It was. I just finished Waterworld because I remember remember the casting people wanted me to bring in photos from Waterworld. Because Because it wasn't out yet. Wasn't out yet. And I had photos. And they said, can you bring in the photos so we can, because we want to see what you look like? Because it was all crazy. And that's the kind of guys that they were looking for for this movie. Yeah. And I walked in there and I, I, I had short hair at the time because right after Waterworld, I did this thing with Bo Bridges up in Vancouver. I was a scientist. So I didn't look at all like that guy from Waterworld, but I brought photos. And I remember the casting people and the one producer looking at these going, did you look like that again? Yeah. I don't know what it would take me a minute. And I have to grow my hair. And there was, they were going to film in like a month. They were getting, they were getting ready to go. So I just didn't get it. But, uh, Oh, you would I have saw, been great in it. I saw that movie and Ronnie is his book. Bad Bro's movie, book. but you would have
0: been great. It, <laughs> it could have not, been great. It was not a good movie. It should no, have been great It book. should have been great. Uh, I heard multiple stories about that film, not just from Ron. Val Kilmer has told stories about it. I've been fortunate enough to meet Val recently at some of these, you know, cons that we do and all that. And he's just, you know, one of my favorites. Uh odd such amazing,
1: an odd beautiful odd, guy
0: beautiful actor jim morrison is one of doc holliday's one oh, of the greatest roles uh. ever um but it's funny that you mentioned Moreau. did he talk
1: about marlon did he talk about yeah
0: there's a there's a really famous story and i think he's probably said it i think it was something like uh he got into the outfit val and like walked up to brando's trailer or something he was like something like uh well I guess this is what we're doing. Like, <laughs> looked behind and it was like the whole set. And it was like, wow, what did we get ourselves into? <laughs> what Connie? did we get ourselves into? Which is pretty amazing because, you know, if anybody doesn't <laughs> know, go watch that movie because, you know, there are some, you know, Ronnie Perlman's in it and there's some tremendous actors and uh, it's, it just is a mess. But it's funny, you and I, those kind of movies, like you said, with Waterworld, those post-apocalyptic or kind of, you know, whatever, uh, you know, you did the island, you know, these kind of uh, films. I was just watching one recently that I want to remake that I think you and I would kill in uh, I'll tell Which? you offline. Can I yeah, tell okay, you? Tell, yeah, tell me. Yeah, share it. Share You've share probably it. never seen it. Which one? Uh, I, don't watch, I don't watch anything. You don't watch it. It's an old movie that Ray Liotta did, but it's based on a book. It was this movie, No Escape. Do you remember that movie? I do. I never saw it,
1: but that was when Ray was taken off. He was taking off. He was exploding in all the right ways.
0: Yeah. I think you and I should do that. So I'm going to make a push for. All right. This you, no make I'm gonna you make a push. You make some push. calls. I'm going to make some call, calls. Um, call your, people. but, but uh, that is a uh, water world. And again, did you have extensions in water worlds? No. Oh, that's real deal. That's real hair. That's real hair. You just got a haircut uh not for that i had But you long, just long... got a haircut just now oh you? yeah
1: just now yeah i trimmed a little bit for this guy i'm about to play i'm still dicking around with this whole look i don't start filming for about a five days here but here Did we you go think about Ooh. doing a
0: vidal Sassoon ad
1: all the time they can't afford me i mean they just can't afford me you know i work for a lot of money theos you know yeah now i yeah my nose is growing anyway <laughs> hi buddy
0: hi bud Let's do it. Uh, This is a big one, by the way. Uh, You know, you and I have really covered an extensive amount of season two. And I just want to tell you something. We're kind of motoring on these first three seasons. Um, uh, This one's called The Culling, right? Yeah, it is. Okay. And it's the second to last. This is a big episode, as in the amount of people. Uh, that are in this episode. There is a tremendous amount of actors in this.
1: Episode. SoA almost shut down after this episode. This John Langraph, Kurt Sutter, all the all the the show is exploding. It's taking off. The reviews. It's gone nuts. We're coming to the end of that second season where Katie won a god a goddamn Golden Globe for yes. heaven's sakes, and we had the entire town of Sunland in this very first scene. I mean. There was thousands of people and it was just the culling and it's the as as we know I'm starting to look up stuff now yeah what it's is it's the it? com- coming together bringing things together hoarding them all together like vegetables how about I would like, have people? never
0: have gotten that I would have thought it was the pulling apart and it is the pulling apart culling can mean
1: that too oh. it, but okay. but culling is bringing together so at the very first scene here we are i mean everybody Okay, every I got this written down. Everything is going down now. The club knows about Gemma's sexual attack. The club knows about the killing of like Tig killing Donna. Everybody's packing up guns, doctor shit, et cetera. I don't think we're all going to be meeting at Disneyland. That's just my guess. Right. The show's starting. I don't think we're meeting at Disneyland. This is serious stuff, right?
0: I'm, I'm get- completely confused in the beginning, uh, because thank God for the preview, even though we've done a ton from season two, I just needed to place where I was. Um, first Always. thing I wrote, which was really strange, and maybe it was because it was something I was thinking about now being a dad to it, you know a five and a three year old, two beautiful boys, is uh Jax was a great dad in season two. like he runs in, he grabs his son, and he he kind of not that he wasn't a great dad all of the seasons, but he seemed to be like really on it as a dad especially after him and Clay came together, right? Beautiful, which is
1: why the heartbreak of the last show, which we haven't done yet, of yes. season two, the heartbreak, what's about to happen to Jax and his son, that's why I'm glad you picked up on that. Yeah. Jax, Jax loves when Taryn, oh, no, I got him. I'll, I'll get him. I got Abel. I'll get him. I got him
0: and it's which is sprinkling in the heartbreak yeah, that's coming. Yeah, yeah. So I noticed that right off the bat I was like, man, you know, going in and saying I got him and going to the crib and doing you know whatever and you know this as a father and you know even if you've not been a parent just being a, a child like watching that you your dad de- you just saw the love in his eyes and I was like, man, even on these little things, they're building into this, what's coming, right? So, and then I wrote, you know, everybody's getting ready to go to war, you know, and I had to figure out why everyone on lockdown. One of the things I was gonna ask you, and this sounds so strange, but maybe there's people like me out there, you can whistle with your fingers.
1: I um, just, I just put that, I just put down, did you like that whistle? How do you know how to store? do it?
0: Did that you was learn me. that when you were young? <laughs> I can't do that.
1: Can't do it now. It's too dry. I'm in Canada, do you, but yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: I can't do that. You know, I also, I also snap with my first two fingers. Not that that one. You do that. I can't do that. I snap with the first two.
1: I bet you Kenny Johnson can do that. (laughs) (laughs) You and him, you got something in common.
0: Yeah. So, so you, so you knew to whistle. That was now, was that like, that was just not pre-planned. That was Jax was going to look at you and you decided to whistle.
1: Jax looked and in the script it said, Jax looked and Tig takes command of the room. So I just fucking whistled rather than scream. I just whistled and right. shut everybody up.
0: So then Ron is on the stage. Uh, Clay's on the <sighs> stage. Right. And I remember that uh, when you talk about some things you remember vividly. I remember that because I was, you know, right to stage left or whatever. And we had all these people there. And I remember Ron was like riffing a lot. And if people don't know, Perlman has always been yeah, he himself, was like a Rat Pack kind of guy. Like he loves that lounge singer kind of thing. He's Sinatra. When he wakes he up in the morning, he's Sinatra. Yeah, uh, maybe more Joey Bishop. But the fact yeah. is, he really, he does. <laughs> Certainly not Dean Martin, but, no. but,
1: but Sinatra. No. Okay. Maybe Rickles. But maybe
0: he, Rickles. Uh, yeah, he, he loves funny. doing that. And he was up there with all these people. And it was like, that was a dream come true for Ronnie. Because he had the attention of everyone. And he was well, just terrific. Well, was he ever? And I remember that day
1: too. But not only was it perfect for Ronnie. Think about what it's like for all these extras, these day oh, these players. Man. They got to be in all all the, the 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 outfit, all the stuff, all the leather, all the rings, all and they got all dolled up. And we packed him in that room. This is way pre-COVID, people. Yeah. This is like people were hugging and touching and yeah. having fun and spitting and all kinds of stuff. And Ronnie took center stage, and I'm like you, bro. I remember where I was standing, what pole I was by. It's funny to show how. And you and I have talked about this. There are certain scenes that we don't remember. And there are certain scenes that you'll, we'll never forget. And this, and this is one of them that we were all and It's involved. always
0: the little ones. Like it's ones like this that aren't si- that significant to me. But I remember the, it so clearly. She, like yeah. I remember the way I felt. I remember yeah. like, but then there's ones where it, I'm actively involved in it and I don't remember yeah. it at all. Yeah.
1: Yeah, man. I get it. I get
0: it. And what's funny it. is you just said something that's really interesting that people need to know. Like extras and day players i started as an extra i got my sag vouchers as an extra to get in the union of acting and i did three extra roles one on sex in the city two on this nickelodeon show and when you're an extra basically they call central casting which is like the extra agency and you get told hey you're gonna go work on this show be there at crack of dawn you're going to be there for 16 hours and you're going to get paid 100 bucks but you're going to get a voucher that goes towards your union status as an actor so it's the grind it's the true grind but what would happen is most of the time and hollywood i'm sure has changed in the world we're living in now you got treated like absolute fucking dog shit as bottom of
1: the bottom of the bottom of the back shoe
0: yelled at you pushed away. Don't look at people. Don't do this. Don't do that. And I would watch these actors and I would be in awe because I was like, I I'd, I'd be an extra on these shows. And you're like, and you'd be, Oh my God. Now with these guys, what was so interesting about these extras coming in, not just the extras. We don't know if this is the only day they're going to work on sons of anarchy. Maybe they're going to work four days on this episode. Some of them would get the cut. And they'd be wearing a cut of Sons now, of Anarchy.
1: Now, people, <laughs> seriously, Samly, listen to me when I say this. Whether there was 45 of them or 82 of them, 10 of them, 15 of them got cuts. Yeah. Now, when you got a cut, they took down your name, your number, how many children you have. Don't take pictures. Don't like if you think you're taking this cut away we will find you and you will go yes. to jail. Like,
0: it it and, was a big It deal was a big deal, man. Ooh. I was actually just looking for something that it was such a big deal. And big deal. again, being an extra, why it was like when I was a bartender and a bar back and a waiter and a bus boy, I got to observe a lot. Right. Especially when I was a, you know, a, a bus boy in Hollywood and doing all that. I was, I was to observe people and you would really get to know, How an actor was as a human, or how he was as a person, by me being on the outside, or me serving them drinks, or me cleaning up their plates. So I always say that I have the skinny on a lot of people because I used to work on 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 Sunset Boulevard.
1: (laughs) I have the skinny on a lot of these
0: assholes. What years? was that year what like, so was i was a waiter uh, did you
1: did, did you serve me did you no give me i didn't i didn't i would have <laughs> remembered
0: i would have remembered for sure from two from i got i got to hollywood in october 31st 1999 uh from oh. like literally the three days after i landed i got a job in this restaurant on sunset um good for you brother i did that for like two and a half years then i thought i had made it Cause I had gotten a co-starring recurring on the show Boston Public, and I was like, I don't need to wait tables anymore. I don't need to do anything. I'm a big star, (laughs) and uh, I'm I'm gonna be a star. (laughs) I'm gonna be a star. And then they canceled the storyline after like three episodes because it was, uh, (laughs) it was too. I guess uh, the parent-teacher council. It was this weird thing, whatever. So point is, then I went back to you know hustling, and like a year or two later, I went to work in this. Illegal after hours that was in Liberace's old penthouse. From it opened at uh, two in the morning.
1: I have closed, no idea how I missed. How
0: did I miss that?
1: And I mean, it closed a, at a, like speakeasy. nine
0: ten, and it was a speakeasy. Oh, and it was only like celebrities, and I was oh. the only bartender in the place. So these you you
1: made some cash. You made major some
0: cash. cash, but also they would come in and they would. F- it there was so much security. It was so on the down low. And I would be the only bartender. I was one bartender with one busboy and two waitresses.
1: That's a lot of work.
0: Right. But here's the difference. They would all be on drugs and they'd all be psychotic. So I'd be mm. looking at all these actors that I like, or actors, musicians, and all these people that I like admired. And I was like, they're fucking train wrecks. So it was so crazy to be in that position. Because again, from being an extra, from being a bus boy, from being doing this thing in the after hours clubs, I would watch and be an observer and I would learn how I would never be.
1: Yeah. How about never be like that? Yeah, that that would be never a good be thing? like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's why they say kind of never meet your heroes or whatever because you get disappointed. I would watch people come in. I'd be like, oh, man, I'm such a huge fan of this person and the way they act. And then I'd watch what they do. And like, oh, <laughs> that's how they really act. They're really so good I, actors. So I, yeah, I would have never known they were like this. <laughs> but, yeah, so point is when you're an extra and you're doing a scene like that, it's such a big scene. You're watching someone like Ron Perlman, Hellboy's up there. And you're, as an extra, as all these people around, they are glued. They're not acting. They are glued to his every word did you find it
1: strange that Unser was in there
0: yeah so it looked weird and when he was packing up i didn't know why he was coming in what was that
1: about i mean that is such a okay wayne Unser is helping the club keeping the club safe i suppose yeah he's got his eyes on what's going on but all those extras to see a cop the head of police in our club i found that very strange
0: and he I, stuck I, out I like a sore thumb. That. And it was like he was going to throw away his entire career in my mind for Gemma. He was going to throw away his whole career and his whole livelihood for Gemma yeah. and his love for Gemma. That's no, that's a, it.
1: that's a, that's a really good point.
0: So, um, okay, so then, uh, we go there now. This is a great line, by the way. And you, you did it. The Kenny Johnson, the the Kozik thing, yeah. After you have your little riff between you two staring head to head. Cause yeah. This is after the fight.
1: No fight oh. hasn't. This, this is actually the first time I think we actually meet in this. In this, I, it's very like we know a little bit's going on the way we look. at But this is, I think, the, I think, I think that's the very first time talked to Koza. Okay. right there
0: when you turn around and go, "I'm not okay with this." Ronnie's, I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell. Such a yeah. great short, funny exchange.
1: No, it's the best. No, it's the best. And I and I and I got to tell you one thing. I'm going to lead right into that. I, I have to sh- give a shout out to Tracy Anderson and Michelle Garbin, our our makeup chicks, our oh, makeup yes. gals. They were the best in the business, and mm-hmm. I looked at my face in that. And this is after the fight with Opie. I've, I've I've laid my soul bare with the whole Donna thing, and now we're all on all lockdown. We're going to kill a bunch of people, and we might get smacked ourselves. So we're just going to lock our families down. Everyone, the Mayans are against us. The Zobel clan right. are against. Like it, it's all coming down, and here I am with Cozy for the first time, going. And he comes up and he goes, what do you want? You want a kiss? So and he, I, I mean, it's just, and then Kenny gives his flashes, his beautiful white teeth and turns around. And then I'm not, I'm not okay with this in pro because I, I could never tell. Like, it's just those little funny things that you do. Little. So well. great. They're great. But they're,
0: they're the great. thing is, is when they're peppered in, in these serious things and they're just little, it gives you a moment to breathe and go, Oh, I know why I love the show. Oh, okay. I'm not, I'm not on the edge at all times. You know, Isn't it, that – and you know
1: this. You're a producer. I'm a producer. Yeah. Isn't that when people talk about pace, when they talk about pace in a movie or pace in a TV show, it really takes uh, uh, genius writers to know what might work or what, what might not work, but they're not afraid to do it. Just yes. do it. Yeah. We get so many producers now in these big wig chairs who know fuck all about filming. Nothing. All they want is a star. They,
0: they just know about money, How it's we all about save money, money getting rid of money. They and, don't know about anything.
1: That's right. And that those early years, certainly. And, and I think all the way through Kurt and John Landgraf, they, they were like that. And what they talked about, John just went, go. Yeah. And Kurt got notes, but just go make your show. And, and they your afraid your show. the
0: thing is, is it's, you have to, right, wrong, or indifferent, you have to go with the person's vision. And Kurt, if if you know Kurt as a person, and you and I do, he's... Deep and dark, but at the same time, he's light and funny, right? And that's what Sons is. So if you if you're gonna put if you 100, if you're gonna 100%. jump on that horse, you got You got to ride that horse. You can't you can't tell him not to run, right? You got to go with it. The days of creative producers are finished. <coughs> Ooh,
1: like they're, they're not finished, I, but they're 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 far and few between few and, now.
0: Few and far between. Like the da- the Daryl Zanuck or the Brian Grazers or the people who like are artists and also money minded and also pace minded. They, they're gone. It's done. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. now it's more like, uh, who's the cheapest? Who's the this? Who can get me far in this? Who can get me the value on that? Like, you know, and when I when I say the foreign value, there are certain people that represent a certain amount of money overseas. And this is all movie talk, but it's 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 weird. You'll see people that they want to use because they represent more money in a certain territory. Happens and it's all the not, time. and the thing is creative producers want to make the best project. And uh, what we got really lucky with Sons is Langref was the top of the top, and John would be like, "Kurt, do you think?" Yeah, and that's why you get something so special. It's the same thing with The Sopranos, same thing yeah. with The Wire, yeah. same thing with these yeah. kind of shows. So after that, we go to this Weston scene. Uh, okay, so buddy, this is your scene, and I got to tell you, you had
1: your shades on, and there's Ryan. I think it was Ryan, you and Jacks, right? I think that's right. Yeah, I didn't know any better back then. And no, but I want to, I'm going to talk about that for a sec because I remember seven years of this thing where, you know, we were outside a lot. It was hot. It was bright. And we know we're actors. We you, you, You're smart. We, you, we know that, you know, you should probably, you know, show your eyes yeah. uh, in, in many, many scenes or, and we do inside all the time. But outside, man, I had my glasses on, not a lot, but as much as I could because that seemed real to me and you had your shades on in that scene. And it was like really fucking cool.
0: There were always two worries, right? You had to have the right ones that don't show the camera, right? You have to have the right lenses one. Yeah. I'm a big believer and you and I've talked about this multiple times about the eyes never lie. Like you're going to tell everything through your eyes. And when you're doing scenes where you don't have a lot of dialogue, which was pretty much the first three seasons for me, the best I can do is in here. But there were times where you wanted to break up the monotony of you want to wear the glasses when the other ones don't, and you are outside, and there are whatever, and you want to kind of stand out a little from the rest of it. Uh, I was again such a huge fan of Rollins. I have to give Henry so much credit. He's probably the reason you and I started the USO tours. He's a big reason why we got involved, you know, doing all this. He the he was the guy when yeah. you and I and Booney and
1: Dayton started doing those USO. We did two of them.
0: Do you know Three how that them. happened?
1: Oh, my God. You know it was Rollins.
0: Happened? It was. yeah. So Rollins was in the makeup chair season two. I had seen him in concert a bunch. I had read all his books. Um, I had been a huge fan of of everything he had done for a long time. <clears throat> Excuse me. At the time, he was doing the voice for the wounded warriors for their. Oh, campaign that's movie. right. No, that's right. And he said to me, hey, by the way, do you do any work for the military? And I was like, no. You know I said my my step grandfather and uh you know blah 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 some family members but no my, no I don't know anything about it. Well, he said man the military is giant fans of this show and I was like really and he's like god these guys downrange are watching this binge watching I was like but we're only on season 2 we only had 13 episodes that had been
1: yeah out. yeah yeah
0: he said no it's like Everybody it, talks it, about like it's it
1: like a brush fire, it just went right through the military. Yeah, and he sure. said,
0: Let me introduce you to this person from the USO. And that's when it came together, and really quickly it was like, Hey, by the way, who wants to go to Iraq and Kuwait and Baghdad and go hang out with the troops on Balad Air Force Base? And me and you were like, Let's go. And remember, we started with a lot of people who wanted to go and it wound up only being four of us, you know, me, it you, was you, Sam-
1: Booney, Dayton, and myself. Yep. And I I uh, I challenge anybody uh to tell me differently than that foursome we were like the we were the Beatles over there. Mm. We we learned so much about downrange and trauma and and love and brotherhood. Life and on we a were, base, you know Life right? on a base. I mean Glenn Vila, our boy sergeant major, um the generals that we met there, the, the Blackhawks that we flew in. C one thirties the C one thirties being shot at. I mean yes. honest to God, I mean <laughs> honest to God Anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that m- another time, but yeah, things. it was, but, but
0: again, he's, wow. he's the spark and you and I have done so much past that, you know, all the rides, all the military bases, all the guy, you know, all the, uh, you know, working with the uh, veteran suicide and the uh, the veteran homelessness and all the stuff that we've done past that. Um, and you know, it, it was something that never, uh, it was never political. It was about these men and women, you know, uh, who were serving downrange and who were who were out there doing it. And my thing was, oh man, they love this show. Of course. What do they yeah. need? Like, let me, yeah. if I can bring any type of joy, if we can be there and be any type of like help and take them away. And that's what they would always say to us. They would say, Kim, Theo. You just give us a break from reality for a minute of where we are. And we'd all huddle together downrange and we'd all like throw it on the laptop and everybody watched these episodes and we talk about it for weeks. And I was like, man, I am all in whatever you need. And you and I, here we are flying to Iraq. We,
1: yeah. And, and we haven't stopped with our, with our giving back to the military. I mean, it's not about, it's not about the guys who it, it's about the people on, on the, on the ground. And 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 the men and women, like you said, who serve NATO, Canada. I mean, we the boot campaign that you and I were so yeah. so in front of for years and years and still support it, it's just nonstop. And when you think about what they're doing for us, it's an easy, it's an easy trade-off. And my goodness gracious. And they they knew all my work from before suns and they knew Black your Hawk. stuff. Yeah, yeah, all that boonie walks up and answer from that freaking western of his that Deadwood, yeah. Deadwood. I mean, it was. It was some special, special time.
0: It yeah, was so. special. And and again, so I just give Rollins credit for that. But in that scene, what I thought was so great, and I just wanted to point it out, Jax knows that yeah. it's Weston. Oh, yeah. Jax knows that this guy did that to his mom. Yeah. To show that restraint, to pull that back and not to execute him on the street Oof. is incredible. Um After that, we go to Chibs and Fiona. I wanted to talk about this for a second. Um, This is how you make great characters. We got to see an entirely another side of Chibs, one we weren't Uh, used to.
1: I I, I, I just wrote, Faye, his former wife, says, my sweet boy, you will never change. And Tommy, you know, we've talked about him as an actor. We'll continue to talk about him and everyone on the show's actors. I mean, Tommy had a, He's a special cat. His, his internal workings, that boy, he, he's brilliant. And for when she says that to him, I've got written down, oh, baby, you have no idea how truthful that, that is. I mean, Tommy is a tree trunk, an emotional tree trunk. And you said it best. There's not a false... No, when when he when he's acting, right? he doesn't have the ability
0: and to to be false. No, he right. does. He couldn't
1: do it. I'd like to see a comedy where he's trying to be false. It would be hysterically, it'd be a flop. Mm. He wouldn't be. Able to, no, no. But no, he actually he pull it off because he doesn't think
0: about anything.
1: He no. just he's, he's it. He just is.
0: Every word is in the moment. He lives in the moment. His life is in the moment. He, he's just present. Right, so, wrong, or indifferent. He's present.
1: So there you go. That's another Sutter underlying of okay. Let's see the side of Tommy with Faye because we're going to be talking about his I family. Fi.
0: I think it's Fi. is it Fee Fi? Fiona
1: Fee Fi. yeah. there yeah. Fiona. There you go Fee. So you know Fee talking about her, and we're going to find out about his daughter and what it means to maybe take his family away and the pressure Tommy's under, and he's made these deals with Stall and oh, it's just so thick of so plot's getting thicker. All right, yeah, so and
0: again, so we get introduced to his backstory. Um, so here we go to this Titus scene. Um, yeah. It's a really short scene, but I got to tell you something. Again, young actors, anybody watching this, writers, get people in your projects who have faces like Titus Welliver. Like, get people who, without saying anything, when he sees that picture and his reaction, those big blue eyes and the whole thing, and his face is telling you everything you need to know. There's no lines. It's a short scene. He probably shot that scene three takes. It's done. Right, move a couple of cameras. I I have to
1: say that I wrote down that I I believe that's the first scene I had with Titus in that bar. I think that was the first time I saw him as his character Tig, and it was uh, I couldn't I just I just couldn't believe in season two these these guest stars that we would get in there. It's powerhouses, amazing, and they all wanted to be on our show. Yep, and and you're right. I mean, there's there's Clay and freaking Jimmy. And shit's going down. Photographs are being handed. Um, yeah.
0: And yeah. I just love Titus. And I, it was so great to see him. And again, again, what I got reminded of, and we'll talk about in a minute on this episode, is how early some of these people were in the show. You know, we talk about how, oh, Titus, J- Jimmy O was here early. Uh, Lynn was here early. Right? The one-niner guys were here early. Like these guys yeah, were early. Yeah, and they yeah. were with us. So these people, you know, a lot of these actors were guest stars for seven years, six yeah, years, no five doubt. years. No doubt. So they were as much on the ride with us as we were, but they were just sprinkled in and out throughout. Uh and I and I and for me to be reminded of that, because I know you're gonna be there, I know Piney's gonna be there, I know uh Chucky's gonna be there, I know, but then I see him I go, wow, this early? We saw Jimmy O. Oh yeah. So yeah. uh so then, okay, we go to Gemma and Tara explaining the nuances of an old lady. That was amazing. That was like them two gonna. They're gonna talk at the bar. The girl comes up to give the coffee, and they kind of explain what's the difference between a crow eater and an old lady.
1: Oof, right away, I loved it. I, I I love that dialogue between Gemma and Tara. You, you're not just some crow eater. Yeah, you're Jax's old lady. Yeah, Jack's and the look, old lady. and the look on her face, Tara's face, Maggie Siv's face brilliant it's just brilliant
0: but it also to explain to the audience because you're hearing a lot of these terms you and i have talked about the first few years of the show i would get this question that you know exactly what i'm going to say they'd go who's sam crow <laughs> are we going to meet sam yeah they sam thought the like? guy's name was sam crow are we going to meet a, this with sam a w crow? on the end too right. it's like you know no clue not, not, not a and then i go no 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 it's an acronym for and when you hear old lady crow eater, they, you know, these terms that Kurt was not going to be bothered to explain shit to you. You got it. I love that. Didn't. I love that. Kept keep up was basically his thought. And it's kind of like we do on this show. Like, Hey, you, you know, listen, if you got to go look up who Ron is and it's clay, it's the same person, you <laughs> know, uh, who cares? Go fuck yourself. I can't, I can't help you. here. Um, you know, listen. and that's what Kurt, that's what Kurt's thought was like, Hey, you're gonna you're gonna get spoon-fed this is an old lady this is a crow eater we're not gonna tell you you got to figure it out and Gemma gave a moment where let me explain to you the difference between an old lady and a crow eater because i know cherry does that early too in yeah like, uh, yeah patch over she kind of explains it to um,
1: yeah
0: oh they no. someone explains it to cherry when you and i are on that run uh the, the crank episode don't
1: remember meaning we've already talked so,
0: about it. who cares who cares who, who cares <laughs> Who cares? okay so now we go speaking to lynn and then we go to meet with lynn and the niners um and i just said i just realized how long those guys were on the show and the other thing that i realized you and i've brought up a few times we're at odds with the mayans we want the mayans gone the Suns and mayans are at an all-time high we will literally bring in other clubs other crews to get rid of the mayans
1: they're not loved by anybody. Zobel a little bit. Weston doesn't like. I mean, Weston. I mean, I don't know what scene we're on right now, but my no, next one We're on one the was... scene where
0: we were sitting with Lynn and the Niners. Okay, remember we were sitting at the park? Were you yeah. there for that? Uh, no. You weren't with Clay?
1: Uh, sure. I don't remember <laughs> that scene. <laughs> <laughs> who cares now who cares? Was, was it a good scene did you like it do you want to talk about it some more
0: i did lynn's hair was all over it was kind of in his face um, he's got that elvis thing going on yeah, yeah the cool elvis thing going um my man Tori, who i've worked tory's bar, yeah, yeah, the best yeah, yeah. tory's there uh you know listen i love those scenes because it reminds me of like kind of how like Marvel movies are now. There's like all these different factions <laughs> of like bad guys and good guys, and they're all together and they're wearing purple and Lynn's cruise and the all black and the sun. No, on that's very true. No, very it's just true. like, it's like different teams. It's like the movie, the warriors. One of my favorite movies is the warriors and they'd all come with their different, you know, gear on. So I, and I love seeing those guys early. So that's the scene we're on. Not that you've apparently watched the episode. Um, I,
1: I didn't watch the episode at all. I'm making this all up.
0: Okay. So, Henry Wallace. There it is. We're on that scene.
1: Okay. Oh boy. Henry Wallace just cowboy Joe down, just wiping innocent people out. He's That's just completely gone off the rails. I, I mean, got
0: up he, from my chair. I didn't think he was going to shoot those people. He, he just wiped them both out girls, uh, guys, innocent people. The guy people. didn't even get to finish bum. what
1: he was saying. He shot him in his head. He was eating a bagel and he just blew his head right. Like, what? Like, let, let him finish his sentence before he, like, it was sanctioned. He blew for his head his off. Love. Three of them. Boom, boom, boom. He just added to the SOA body count just like that. That's what I wrote down. And Henry, I got to tell you, he came good.
0: in and I was like, okay, at first, and this is just shows you how I, I don't know anything about these episodes. He leaned in. He's listening. He found the guns first. <coughs> Excuse me. Then he leans in and sees the heroin and listens. And I thought, okay, now he's going to leave and he's going to go to Zobel and go, I know what's going on.
1: No. No he's wiping he people out
0: yeah. and kills everybody. John wick style. He's killing yeah. everybody.
1: Yeah. Joe. Oh,
0: this is going to be bad. You can't just <laughs> kill people like all of a sudden everywhere.
1: Okay. And then we have the ATF everywhere. Like they're in vans. Now they're, they're, they're in vans. They're in cars. They're, they, they've got their eye on, on Cameron's son. Um, Edmund, Edmund, C- Callard. Edmund. His name. Edmund. Yeah. Edmund. Callard, Callard, Callard is the name. Yeah. Great. Yeah. The actor. He's great. And then we got Polly coming in,
0: and everyone's listening. It's like, what the fuck is going on? So much going on, Theo. So now Stahl comes out of the car and she walks in on Edmund. I know they call him Eddie. Uh, yeah. I believe it's Callum Harris, right? Or Callard Harris? Callard. It's Callard. Callard. Okay. Great kid. Uh, great, great kid. Great, great actor. So really good actor. Stahl is right at her most intimidating now. She's doing the breath work. We know the breath moves she does. <laughs> <laughs> she yeah, came up with that, it. man,
1: and she's she's full throttle, full she's full
0: throttle on him, and she's got him under her thumb, and she is basically dictating the pace, or so she thinks at this point. And uh, again, so now I'm going to go to a scene right now that is a little weird.
1: I know it's one you're going to talk about.
0: It's a little creepy.
1: Is it Zabel and Polly?
0: Yeah. What the fuck happened there?
1: I don't know whose choice the- is that. Did he reach in for a couple of kisses on the lips?
0: Uh, Am, he I kissed her Am I crazy? On lips, probably four or five times in a- that scene. Like, can I do it with my hand? Like, you know, I mean, I'm sure you've done this before
1: with my hand. I have. Yeah, like, what?
0: That's what I'm saying. I have. Where does that I- hand go after the? kiss? I love you. I love you, hand.
1: I love. You hand. <laughs> 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 no, it takes so care of my hair. Yeah, it takes care of my hair. Yeah. So no, you- what does that really? happen? I have no idea. I got to call go Adam back right now. One
0: day and look at the script and see if it says they went in for an awkward, creepy kiss. <laughs> His daughter. No, it was way too
1: weird for even for Tig. That was way too fucking weird for me.
0: I mean, on the last episode, we're talking about Tig and farm animals in Portland, and this was even weird. This was a weird only because. Okay,
1: it was fucking Before weird. Before Weston
0: kicks in, something's wrong. He's smelling her hand. He's talking about Edmund. He's asking if she was in bed it, again. He's holding her hand really close to his face, and I'm immediately getting the creep vibes. But again, I don't know what's coming. I, I'm, I'm, I haven't seen this. Then Weston kicks in. But I gotta say,
1: gets, I got sorry. Me. I gotta say, Theo and and Henry Rollins, uh our boy, like w- wow, but. There was a lot of face acting going on in that scene. There was a lot of face acting going on with Weston against Zobel. There was a lot of shit going Weston had a, they call it face, face robot he, he yeah, couldn't he couldn't control yeah he he couldn't control his fucking anger and God bless henry man he he got through that scene. he was so fucking pissed anyway that's that's that so we know things are not not going to go well between those two somehow. not
0: good. So Weston's kids now are getting taken and here yeah. we come rolling up, right? That's Jax, Jax. and
1: the boys. Yeah. And that's Jax you again. Is,
0: that's me again. I, yeah. Some reason. Okay. So this, this is going to lead me into something. It's me, Jax and Opie. Yeah. Someone wrote recently. Cause everybody knows I read the comments. guys. i I'm not going to lie. Everybody <laughs> knows. Okay? Um, someone wrote, why wasn't juice closer with Opie and Jax? They were all around the same age. Why didn't he hang with them more? That's a really good question. Um, I think that if I had to give an answer where we start to go is he lost his father figure, which we'll come to find out juice and clay kind of took that place where he, he looked for it in chibs, but chibs was closer to his age. Clay took advantage of this, uh, orphan in a way, or this uh, lost boy, as I call it, Peter Pan stuff. You know, he was, he, and and Clay. So why he wasn't as close to Jax and Opie for this person who wrote this uh, was Clay became that de facto father figure for him, which leads to all the stuff they go through together coming up.
1: I, I completely agree. And I, I want to add one more thing too. And we talked about this in the early, early days. Mm-hmm. First of all, Opie and Jax were, pals from kids Kid were, yeah. you, you weren't you weren't part of that yeah. just those, those so that's a different kind of bond anyway yeah you <clears throat> were a prospect probably under chibs's realm we it's thought it might been have been confusing. me for
0: a minute we thought it was you then we thought, we it, was thought it was me then,
1: then was, it's, then was some, the, it's kind of confusing i don't think it was jacks because he was more your age i think it was more tommy or me had had you but you t- a juice accelerated in the club so fast <clears throat> Like you, you did every like boy. I'd like to see those fucking days when you were a prospect. You because you're running yeah. now. You're yeah. moving furniture now. You're you're getting things all organized. Clay goes to you. He tasks you with all the computer shit. You're a
0: you you have no time for bonding. You're clay. I think I was the last one in. Like I I'm think the last so. one. I, do. I I I think out that's of exactly the club, true. out of Redwood. That's right, a hundred percent. And I think that I still have the prospect mentality until the next one gets moved in. I think you're right. I think that's right. You know, um, so again, but it, but it was, but it was really fun for me
1: to watch you three do that. Though, although it was a nice episode for you three. It really yeah, was. And, I, and again, a lot I, of we shit just kind of
0: all together. And I, you know, I don't, I don't really remember it much, but I did, I did kind of like that uh, doing that. So now we go to Hale and Unser. again, they're always at odds. Hale playing the good cop, Unser playing the bad. And answer is making some pretty strong kind of things here of like, Hey, you got to do what you got to do. And I'm going to do what I got to do right yeah 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 and and i think that that's 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 big right because he's basically saying i'm not going your way i'm not sticking with the law here yeah i'm going my own way um so chucky is putting flyers on the car and i have no idea what's going on
1: okay well first of all yeah neither do i and i gotta say chucky i can't remember this is before or after I think it's just before, but Chucky is leaving the cop shop or is that after? Is that after? I don't know where we are right now. Yeah, no, no that's...
0: that's right before it.
1: Okay, so Chucky, I love how when Chucky. When Hale sees
0: him, Hale sees him, yeah. And he's like, What's he, Who is this? Who is yeah, that?
1: Yeah, and, and and I love how Chucky goes, Howdy? Howdy. <laughs> howdy? <laughs> to Hale. I, I just had to read I just read the wine that shit. Howdy. <laughs> he's got no fingers and he's just howdy. Wow.
0: Oh. And he's so odd. I mean, you talk about perfect casting. Uh, like, that's that's why I wanted to play be Chucky. An I mean, animated figure. There is
1: no other Chucky. <laughs> there is no, there is no, no my, other Chucky. other Ornstein hit it. He was Chucky from the moment he got out of his car on set to getting his fingers all tucked away to getting that fucking thing put on his hand to getting the, that white shirt on all the time and being able to just Sutter always just wanted him to go. Just do just do whatever you want. Just go. He's thing. so
0: different in real life. Uh, like, he's such a different mellow. You know, chill artist, artist. A painter, he paints, he's
1: incredible. He, he reads poetry. Yeah. Chucky's just cuckoo, 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 but in the
0: but, in the but right in way. But in such an endearing way, he's like a little mascot. He's like a mascot, like you just want to keep him around. So, okay, all right, so, so, so a lot of shit's going
1: down, right? A lot of shit's about to go down between everyone, right? And, and I remember driving in these sunland areas on our bikes, and the neighbors loved mm-hmm. this so much, Theo. When we, were, when we would block off this street where we were going to pull up and the, the neighbors would just get their coffee and they would phone their husband to come home quick to the sons are on our street yeah, today. And, yeah. and they would be quiet and little kids would be talking. They'd get a smack of on, on the lawn chairs. On the lawn chairs. Yeah, man. That I, was I, like heavy. Transfer. I wrote,
0: I wrote uh, down the road. I wrote later. It's coming up was how beautiful those riding shots looked in this with the sun and all that. Um, Fuck. Yeah. yeah. I wrote that. Didn't later. they? I mean, Didn't it, was they? Like, it, was, it was like, so good. it was like an Western. The sun was just orange and beautiful, but okay. So Gemma and Tara with another deep scene about life. They're discuss. They're discussing service, which, which we uniquely offer to the world. God wants Gemma to be a fierce oh, mother. Yeah.
1: yeah. Wasn't that something? Come she on. ripped that. She ripped that little virgin off, Virgin Mary off yeah. the dash, yep. and she's having a chat. And, Are you religious? No, not not to that, but to other things. And and I, I honestly, I don't know how how they did it all the time. But those two, uh, Katie and and Maggie, when they were together, just the two of them on the early years like this. Um, having Gemma get over her feelings for Tara, wanting her out, 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 that if she's going to stay, she's got to stay, stay, stay. But here she is again counseling her about you heal people. You're, you're here a, to be a
0: doctor. You're, you're here, here, to here to heal a, people. You're here to heal people.
1: You're here to be a doctor. And then she goes, what about you? And then she talks about her the family thing and, and the, the mother thing.
0: And it's it's really Do you feel that way when you think about your life. Like it made me think about my thing because I just read uh again, The Prophet from Khalil Gibran, which is oh, wow. one of my favorite books. And um
1: I gotta get back into that. It's oh, been man, a while listen, for me.
0: listen to the audio one. It's only an hour and thirty-four minutes, and it's uh it's amazing. I took so many notes from it and really I, cool. I just found out because I had just found out my my uh great grandfather, Jamil uh Hilary, but they changed the hallway, was roommates with Khalil and my he was a poet. So he Are you wrote-
1: joking. Yeah. Wow, so Jamil,
0: My great grandfather wrote, you know, he was a writer in this book, uh, 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 something letters from the grape leaves or whatever. It's this amazing. And Khalil wrote in it, too. And then in our deep history, we found out that they were roommates and best friends and all this kind of stuff. So I was like, <coughs> after we were getting all this onslaught of information, I wanted to go back and read it. But it really related to this, what she said one of the things he discusses in one of his chapters about children is how we are the bow and the child is the arrow and we can't, you know, our job is to kind of let them, they, they are from us, but they are not us. They are from us. Right. And, um, love it. It's who, what we're here for. Gemma is saying on this, she's here on this life to be a fierce mother. You are here to heal people is what she tells Tara. And it made me reflect on myself for a second of being like, what is my reasoning for being here? Because what I came to found out, definitely, when I say recently in the last ever since having children, but definitely, even a little before that, and you and I have known this, is it's not about me. In our business, which is extremely self-centered, a lot of times people do feel that it is about them. And you do have to put yourself forward to get ahead. But why are you getting ahead? Like you have these two amazing daughters. You have this amazing life. You have this amazing wife. You have this amazing life that you've created for yourself because it's really never been about Kim Coates. But Kim Coates has been the driving force. All these things that come, come with it. When she said that, I started thinking about that because it really does give Gemma's actions a foundation where in her mind... Cause we're all the hero of our own story. Her job by the God, whatever God that she admires I know. Amazing. is to be a fierce mom. So pulling a gun or killing someone for her son or doing this or doing that, or that's all for her mission that she believes was given to her that's pretty intense when you think about it because she then never feels that what she's doing is wrong. So while all these people say Gemma was the, the one pulling all the strings and she was this, just remember, Gemma just told you why in that scene. And also, Kurt Sutter had the
1: internal brilliance of giving us all, some, some characters it took longer, took a few years, took a few, but he gave us all this background stuff that you, as actors, latch on to, and you rarely get—you rarely get—you—you you just are about to do a movie coming up. I'll let you tell the yeah. the family about it later down the line here. But you—you you called me about it a month ago and yeah. said I find this character a little black and white.
0: Yeah,
1: and and I I, I think I helped give you some counsel you on finding the gray. Yeah, finding the gray. Because all these characters, whether they're funny or they're mean or they're bad or they're good or they're what you you want to have gray. You got to have colors. And in this and in this scene, this scene, Gemma has all this internal colors going on, but she's factual and she's figured it out. And that's her life. It's, it was amazing to listen.
0: Yeah, to. Yeah. And again, and, and that's so important. And I think every character in this. So, you know, Jimmy, Jimmy O's coming in. Uh, Chuck, he's putting the flyers on the car and we get that scene with chibs and jimmy o really short really quick but jimmy o says fee tells me there's not a thing fiona does without me knowing." yeah yeah yeah. and they're about to go yeah yeah and whoever it is clay or jack jacks or somebody walks up and goes everything okay it was
1: jacks yeah jacks and he's telling old
0: irish folklores folk
1: yeah yeah yeah
0: we now know there's again we again these were the eyes in the last episode we did of like Jimmy O's coming in and everybody knows and this deep history we're getting in these small short moments. And Tommy
1: played them so he was hurt at his failings as a father. He was hurt at his probably failings with Fee. He was hurt at maybe some of his decisions, but what he's not hurt about is He's a good man, and this Jimmy O was right in his face. Is not I know everything about feet that you don't even know now, but I do. I've been around a lot more than you, and yep. so don't even. And Tommy's just fucking. He can't even breathe, but he doesn't react as a dink. He just says, "Don't, don't even think about touching my family. Yeah, I'll kill you. I'll, I will. I will kill you immediately."
0: So from that we go to, again, we, we didn't we only use that store in this season, the military gun store, the, the uh, whatever you call them uh, there's actually a name for them that I forget, um, but like the wholesale surplus stores, right? The yeah. military surplus. Stahl comes in with those crazy eyes. Her eyes were wide open, she out of her mind, out of her mind. And this was the most out of character I saw Stahl's character because she slapped the No, thank you. No, it's all down here. Like yeah.
1: I've never, the eyes are bugging. She's yelling at Edward coming up, smacks Tommy. Tommy goes, to hit like a girl. I mean, yeah. I'm sorry. Like fucking great
0: shit. Way out of character. And she has started to spin here because we, we've duped her here. We did the bait and switch. Like we said earlier and watching her spiral is amazing because she is so we just saw in the scene with Edmund, uh, you know, before the breath, the calmness of, I got my thumb on you. Like we said that, that the, I'm overriding you to this, where she's spinning. And again, this all leads to what's coming up down in season three. It's just so, it's just so. Amazing.
1: No, it's, it's it's great. And I, and I got to ask you a question. I feel, okay. So we leave and she talks to Edward and she's as pissed at that kid as she is. at. I, I, she's more pissed at him than anybody. anybody. And I go, by the way, where is Da? Where is Cameron? Where is Edward? Like, where's Eddie? Out
0: in the states, he has to be.
1: No, he's around because we're about to find out. Like the next episode, if you remember, couldn't pay, what, couldn't pay him. Couldn't pay him anymore. I mean, no, no. The next episode is fucking nuts. And we'll talk about maybe. Yeah, a month he was around.
0: We just know he's on the run.
1: He's, he's just kind of not around right now, and and his son Eddie's protecting him at all costs. But it's not going to go well for him. All right,
0: so so yeah. we're going into a scene right now.
1: <clears throat> oh, this this the Margaret? Yeah, Tara. Yeah, come okay, on, you go, you go. No, you, you, want me go. To- you go. Okay, look. If you're not a fan of Sons of Anarchy, before you've seen anything, I I want you to watch this scene. Oh. This this scene because it's about strong women which is full of our show. They're stronger than the guys half the time. They're Mm -hmm. mentally tough. They're incredibly emotional. And this scene between uh, Margaret and and Tara is genius because they, when she takes her around the throat and puts her, I forgot. I'm thinking, okay, so that's really, no, no. That's not even half of the issue. She ends up smacking her. It didn't stop. Hard. And then the threats come out. And then again, in pure acting, and we all had it. Maggie takes her purse, this long, fu- and the way she picked up her purse and put it on her shoulder. I'm cackling on my chair. Too. I'm going, what a choice. She just picks it right up like she was shopping at the bay. And now we're going to fucking leave the office. And don't you even think about fucking... Right.
0: I mean, just I, 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 I was full on old lady, full on old lady. And she, I just like, she's literally choking and assaulting her. (laughs) She becomes Gemma. Look at me laughing. I shouldn't be laughing about it, but sometimes I'm not laughing about it. I'm laughing because that character, the Margaret Cat, was such an asshole and she was riding her ass and again, it's like the movie Falling Down with Michael She Douglas. was so good. Some, McNally
1: was so good as Margaret. So good. She was so good. She loved her work. She loved coming in. She knew she was going to get all. Like, loved it. Oh, yeah, Keep and going. She, I'm sorry.
0: And, and again, sometimes, you know, it's like those people who lean on the horn. It's like those people that just, you know, get off the elevator when they're walking, when you're trying to get on. It's like, you just want to go, what the fuck is wrong with you? Right. And she, to watch Maggie, not just snap. Uh, Tara, snap! But it's relentless. It's choking. It's no, slapping. It, it's taking it the gun out. The it's, gun out. Like and, and revolving the, the 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 bullet. She's just
1: with the gun and the person i will one of the like most you.
0: intimidating scenes and and to watch uh to margaret you know mcnally is just like, ha, ha. Yeah. like she's so <laughs> passionate she got blood running down her face and again it's something that sons does well where yes it's violent it's assault it's horrible but fuck i was rooting for tara yeah. <laughs> <laughs> brilliant so it okay it's such Beautiful. a great scene uh Okay, so let me ask you something because we're almost at the end here. Clay loved wearing that bandana. No one else wore that like that, right?
1: What? Well, no, no one did. They weren't allowed. That was his deal. That was that, that was that deal. was yeah, Kelly Jones, I mean you you shot the original pilot. I did yeah. not.
0: And uh, I think our
1: did. I think did. our boy Scott he had did. a had a bit of a bandana thing yeah. and and I i i saw all the photos I, I when i got cast as Tig, i, I went to research nobody mode. knows what
0: we're talking about uh scott glenn oh. originally played clay in the original pilot we then recast ron perlman came on kim came on uh okay. they weren't in the original pilot scott glenn's character of clay did wear bandanas
1: right because i saw a bunch of photos from that earlier uh, stuff and uh clay looked Great in that bandana and Clay. It was a riding thing. I mean, you know that we yeah, a lot yeah, of course. a lot of guys a lot wear of a face
0: wear under their
1: helmet A lot of a lot of yeah. And so that was that was his deal, and that was that was Clay's deal, and Pearl Pearl loved it. And I got to tell you, before we talk about, it, we're almost done now. But I wrote down, okay, here we go, gentlemen, start your engines, yeah. kiss your women first, then saddle up, climax of the culling is upon us i mean yeah. here we
0: fucking go and it was the long raking shot of the bikes that really did it for me beautiful. it started at the end and it kind of raked all the way through as everybody's kind of getting on and moving uh this is a beautiful episode like the way again wasn't I, it i gotta find out i didn't look i should i should start looking of who shot these things um i think this I, was gwyneth it's one of i wrote it, it. it's a standout it's a standout episode. Yeah. Gwyn- um, Gwyneth order Peyton directed this,
1: Oh, she did. She, she did. Yeah.
0: Good, good, good for Gwyneth.
1: Yeah, no, she yeah. did.
0: She's uh she's amazing tops for me. She did. She's done my easily my best episodes. Uh, Dave Erickson oh, and, and Kurt wrote it. She's been my, she's my tops in my episode. Uh, How that I've done. lucky
1: were we to have those core? We're <laughs> all, all, all the family out there that, that don't know this. And the, the seven crow. The fam crow and the families out there, if they don't know this, they they do now. We had a collection of six or seven directors that would work every year. They would do two, sometimes three, sometimes one. But we and and Gwyneth was part of that early core, beautiful female vision. Of, of the show she was phenomenal she, she loved her to incredible. death
0: incredible um and i don't even know if she had something to do a camera before becoming a director but she's uh her episodes are clearly different okay so again it's a great song by the way there's some rock song playing that's really good uh i didn't know it um you know and i do have that album the songs of anarchy album i listened to a few of those. I do too.
1: I don't know. I don't know this one, but great. I don't know that
0: one, but uh, so again, now we go to this beautiful riding scene and that's what I said. The sun was perfect. The shot of all the bike with the lights on before the big brawl, like just the way that we were shooting this, the sun is orange and it's like blood orange. like it's coming in and we're, we're going to this big brawl. (laughs) It reminds me of like West side story. Like, right.
1: Thank you. The Jets are in gear. I there's a kick in. Eh, eh. The shocks are still clear because everyone is kicking up. Anyway, we'll not We'll stop there no, that's now. Pretty good. That's we won't, pretty won't good. put anyone through that anymore. Yeah, it was a was rumble, It was a rumble. And I know you might remember it. I hope you do because I remember this night. Kenny's with us. Kozik's with us. You're kicking the crap out of people. I remember Gwyneth going, okay, here we are. Let's shoot all the coming in Let's have the, the 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 you know Zobel's crew coming in. Let's have us coming in. We're not gonna fight yet. We're gonna bring in Lynn and bring in the one-niners and show them with the gun, 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 gun. Let's get all that done. And we did. And then all the stunt guys, we picked apart Tommy's fight, your fight, Kozik's fight, my fight. And we did little specials, little specials of close-up, close-up, close-up. And then because we did all these little specials. Do you remember? Then we put a camera way up high and went, have at it. Theo, do exactly what we just filmed. Kenny, do, Kim, Ron, like do exactly what, but was so far away, just don't hit anybody. And yeah. it looked pretty good.
0: Yeah, this is, uh, I, and it's funny, I actually wrote the opposite for me. For the life of me, I can't remember one single moment of this scene. Uh, oh, this is a my God. Spot for me. I don't remember being there. I don't remember oh, seeing it.
1: I do. This one I, I have, do remember.
0: I can't for some reason, and it's bothering me that I don't remember this. I don't know why. Um, but watching it, is this the first time no that you bite someone? Or is this now? No. This is oh, now no a thing.
1: Season one was the season one after the car the carney fight that oh, we've yes. talked about. Fun Tommy time. does the head bite. I do the chick beaks up bites an ear. Yeah. And Sutter and his team loved that crap so much that we just kept giving Tig the ear and Tommy the head. So, no, we I've done it before.
0: Okay, so that, that and that's a special, you know, Jax does this, you know, kind of uh, the rock, you know, a uh, takedown on the guy. You know, yeah, the yeah, throw. that was a
1: Jack special.
0: Tommy's doing yeah. the headbutt. Um, yeah. And I'm just, you know, being this You're aggro. You're kicking and wailing. Yeah, And, like and Kenny Johnson looks like Apollo Creed. He's well, little- no,
1: Kenny, <laughs> Kenny Johnson, if you look, this is if I'm the other guy fighting Kenny. He's like, please. <laughs> I've heard you hit people. Don't that's please like don't. The
0: fifth guy he went. Through. Please don't. Yeah, yeah. yeah he probably yeah. hit fourteen guys. So, <laughs> but it was a brutal brawl. All the dust is kicking up. And again, I can't remember it, but man, there was a lot of dust kicking up. There was a lot going on. Um, now, all that's happening, and you could easily end the show, like <sighs> that, right? You. Could I say, thought it was the end. That has to be the end. That's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. Hale pulls up and I'm waiting. It's not the end at all. It's not the end at all. all.
1: So Hale comes in. And again, I don't know how you felt about this because you don't remember the night because you're Theo Rossi. Yeah. And you got more things to, better things to remember, I suppose. But I got to tell you, Hale has no power. None. Hale is just this little cop trying to do good by charming. And Jax is just going. No, hey, listen, man. We're there's no guns here. We're just having a little mm-hmm. brawl. We're gonna go home now. I'm 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 hungry. Do you wanna go home, guys?
0: Let's go home. And you Hale's like, wait, wait, wait. No. And he's
1: just like, get out, get out. And that's that was Hale's problem all along. And
0: then which is good because then that leads to now he feels powerless. You've kind of, you know, you've taken his, you know, his power off of him. You've said, you know, uh, Weston says, there's no crime here, you know, whatever. And he feels like, you know, almost like a zoinks. I've been, I've been foiled again. Right. Like they didn't do it. You think, you think it's over? Zoinks. Zoinks. <laughs> we go, we go to this final
1: scene. Cigar shop.
0: Okay. Let me just say. Uncirc pulls down the curtain, turns the side grabs the cigar it's an execution we're looking for an execution here
1: 100 do you remember last week you taught you brought this up brilliantly about last week when when dayton and adam were doing that brilliant scene that I get smoke? pick up again yeah, that's more picks up the cigar is it he chose he's to pick it up now. Sm- and now he's smoking it's like there's something about dayton man and smoking i mean it's just like
0: he sits back and he lights that cigar and he is ready to get a front row seat to. I am going to watch an execution as a right, sheriff, as a as a town, right in front of me. Right because in front of what
1: of me. because of what you believe in and what you did to Gemma and what you did you're going to and what I warned you about get the hell out of this town. I know you're selling drugs. You're a cocksucker and I'm going to watch the and whole I'm thing. okay
0: with it. Yeah. And he's going to do it, and he's Riding okay. He world. literally sits sprawled out, ready to go. Ah, now drive everybody comes to the in theater. Got watch him. theater. He's going to get his popcorn,
1: That's cigar. It. All the boys come in. Do what you
0: got to do. So all the boys come running in, and it gets Clay is not playing around. When when and and then when Zobel comes out and he says, "I want well." You before to play. that,
1: before before that, hang on. Before that, I have to Apollo. just say. How Sarah Jones, beautiful Sarah Jones, we, we worked on, she wanted to go all hell's bells, throw up against the wall. And I said, no, we're not, we're not going to do any of that. Right. Tig's going to stop you. I'm going to stop you. I'm going to sit you down, but we're, 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 I don't need to do, we're not going to, she wanted to do all kinds. I said, no, no, you're, you're, you're a good fighter, but no, no I'm grabbing you girl. And I'm, I mean, business less is more in this scene. Said, got less it. And I just fucking threw her down on that chair and then out of the blue, I'll let you continue. Zobel Zobel pops
0: in. And you think at first, again, here's where your mind's going as an audience member, now that I can say this, because I'm the one watching it. They're going to kill the girl. Zobel's not here. They're going to kill his daughter, execute her as a sign to him, to get him, to kind of drag him out, wherever (coughs) he is. Then he comes running in. Oh, shit. We're going to take him somewhere. And he says, no, if you're going to do this, you're going to do it right here on Main Street. And not even there's not even a breath. Sure. Down on the knees. We're going to kill you. You're going to get executed on Main Street. That's what you want. That's how it's going. And everybody is okay with it. Everybody's okay. His daughter's ambivalent in the corner. We don't know why, because who knows what's going on between those two. And here it is. Now, Hale comes in after being zoinked, after being... Taken after being hoodwinked and comes in ready to go. he's
1: He fucks up the whole plan.
0: Fucks up the whole plan.
1: Little Superman, Superman with his cape, Kim yeah. running in to save that and it screws up everything. And look at, did you see Adam's face? Yeah. I mean, Zobel's face, yeah. the panic and the forthright of, no, no, I have drugs. I'm a bad guy. But see, there rip. it
0: is. There it is. And what you're saying is they don't even care that Hale's there. We're still going to kill no, him. No! Don't we're, care. We're still going to kill him. And Ansu says, you better get out of here. This is not police business. This has nothing to do with you. Basically saying, hey, by the way, we're going to execute this guy in the cigar shop on Main Street. Go go, leave. And everybody's going, wait a second. Are they going to kill this guy? Is this going to happen? You're watching his audience. And then he goes, I have drugs. Okay. I have drugs. They're in the top draw. Now I have to arrest him for heroin. And everyone knows that he's going to get pulled out. And once he gets pulled out, now you have the influence of lawyers and he's safe behind prison. And it feels like a failure of the mission for defending Gemma's honor and getting this low life, awful supremacist, white supremacist fucking loot off the the world. Get him out of here. Instead, we're going to, once he gets into that jail, anything can happen. He could escape. He could do this. He could do that. Um, I actually did write that. And I know that it, The episode's coming up, but is Obel still alive?
1: Oh, baby! You and I are going to talk about that when we talk about the finale of season two. Okay, because I I have stuff to tell you about that character and what happened and why. But we can't give it away now. Okay, good, good, good. Uh, It's it's an amazing no, it's an amazing story. When we talk about the finale of season two, a month, two months from now, it's going to be a story that you're going to want to hear. Wow. Okay,
0: good. Because, I again, I, I, I was one of those fans now that when it ended, I went, is he alive? Did he get away? What happened? What happens to Polly? What happens to this person? Again, and I only say this. Yes, I can Google it. I'm not going to. Yes, I could try to go into a deep meditation and try to remember what happens. I don't, I don't have time, and I'm not going to. I'm going to wait for the who episodes. Who cares? So, uh, and, we, and, we
1: say, and we say that because we care so much. But who cares? No, no what just a great listen. Hey, when we say who the cares, colleague. we care. We care a lot. Okay. So listen, buddy, I yeah. got to get on a plane. Get out of here. And I'm going to go east now and shoot a really cool gig. Yeah. And I, I, I will see you from a different location. Yeah, a I'll be in LA gig.
0: soon doing the same. You'll be in uh, Toronto. I, I will be in LA uh, soon. I'll be leaving. Yeah. Figure out when. Okay. I'm road so, I'm road so much love. Megan. Boy. Big love. Boys, uh, big have- love. Have the best time and just listen when you get up on front of that camera.
1: <laughs> you get that hair all. I don't know
0: if I know what I'm doing anymore. But just I, think I, this. What would Theo do? <laughs> I yeah, love yeah, you, brother. I love I'll you. See you later. Goodbye. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate each and every one of you. You know the deal. Theory Pod hashtag Theory Pod capital T H E O small R Y capital P O D. If we're talking Reaper reviews, it's the hashtag Reaper reviews with the double R. Go everywhere where the where this podcast is available, and go subscribe and follow Apple, Spotify, Google, iHeart, wherever. And uh, and then if you want to see the videos, go on to YouTube and subscribe to the page. We got some cool stuff coming. Um, like I always say. This life goes by in a blink, so stay up, stay awake, keep being the example, um, and let's keep making a difference, all right? All right. Hey, yo, shout out to my crew, the Theory Team, the team, okay? Starting with my incredible editor, Caroline Kawash. To the incredible design skills of Cesar Arvello. To the other designer slash web slash everything, Justin Tordella. Go look them up. Go follow them. Go thank them. They're an incredible team. And I wouldn't be even remotely able to do a second of this without them. So shout out to the entire Theory team. Uh, Or as we say in New York, big up um incredible people incredible humans and i'm fortunate and proud to have them